As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Clicking Balls. These are the off-season years, I guess. Something like that. I don't know. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past? Well, yeah. Um, there's been... I guess it's been a few seasons coming that teams are progressively getting out of poker machines and everything. Yeah. And today, Collingwood announced that they've uh, sold off their pokies as well. And about, I think it was half hour later, Essendon announced they've extended theirs by 29 years. Well, I saw this um, because it actually it's been going for a little bit um, with, with Essendon. They had to go to a council vote, and that happened last night. So I reckon Collingwood's actually just sat on their news <laughs> and went, "We know that Essendon has to release this today. Here's ours." But well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised with Collingwood if you know how uh, Carlton were famous for their little uh, brown paper bags. What if you just nominated one player a poker machine? Is that kind of <laughs> off the books? You're like, all right, here's your cut. You get the skim off, off of this one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's on the books, but but I'm pretty sure it's also been tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just funny yeah, now. Penrith or someone. Collingwood have uh, pretty much put themselves down a peg as the most hated Victorian team, and Essendon have <laughs> managed to take a flying leap up there. Oh, I'm sure they'll get back there. Yeah, yeah, I think Essendon are definitely up there in most of his books. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were up there pretty high for me before. But... Yeah. I mean... There's not many Melbourne teams I like, except for mine. Yeah, so. <laughs> there is ones I hate and ones I hate more. Yeah. yeah. That's about where it, where it sits. Uh, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week past? Um, I got a low light. Yeah, that'll just, do. You know, you realize you're getting old when you you start getting injured for no apparent reason. There's not any discernible <laughs> cause or anything. Right. I threw my shoulder out getting off the couch. Yeah, that's that, that all can, us. Happen. can happen to the best of us. Also, how retarded. Has anyone had to deal with toll before? The, yeah, yeah. They are fucking retarded. Yeah. Like, it took me, I ordered a, a TV off of Kogan. Uh, wasn't Toll's fault on this this end, but um, Kogan said, it's going to be dispatched on Friday. This was a Tuesday. And so I'm like, all right, cool. Get Friday off work. No worries. Next day, while I'm at work, I get a message saying, your TV is in a truck and on its way. Right. Thanks, so, thanks. all right, can't pick it up. So get a tag saying, uh, yeah. ticket saying, re-delivery. Yep, I'll get it re-delivered when I got my day off on Friday, like originally yep. planned. Uh, actually, it's at our depot, and we're not going to re-deliver it. You have to come pick it up. Like, thanks. Thanks, okay. guys. Okay. Um, so ring up the 1-800 number, or whatever the fuck number is, 
and get a, a call center. And so I'm like, all right, so yeah, I've got to pick up this uh, TV. Um, what's the address? Can't tell you the address. <laughs> no. like, what do you mean? Like, um, well, I'll, you, I'll get your details and I'll forward it to them. And then they'll SMS you with the address. I'm like, can you just tell me? Like, <laughs> this is not difficult. So they don't send me an SMS. Of course not. They send me an email saying that if you don't pick up your TV within three days, it's going to get sent back to the distributor. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? So yeah, I had to get back on the on the blower and give them a mouthful, and eventually they said, "All right, here's the address." Was that right, so hard? Really? Was that hard? And then I went to the depot, interacted with some of their employees, and Jesus, it okay. makes a whole lot of sense now. Okay. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's good when, once you see behind the curtains. Go. Okay. This is why things are really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But even getting into the the place, they're just like, "Yep, go in." And this place is fucking massive. Like, yeah. I don't know where to go. Are you gonna tell me? Yeah, just up there on the right. It's a car park. There's nothing there on the right or the left or ahead. So, yeah, i got to figure it out. i got my TV. you got your TV. Uh, sore, sore shoulder and all. All right. Um, well, because it's off-season and we've been doing a few loose units, we thought we'd get straight back into it. And so uh, Brenton's done some preparation. So let's go into oh, is this loose unit number three for the off-season. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. Some preparation. And this is going to be loose preparation for a loose unit. Uh, as it should be. Yeah. And... Gone with the NFL this time. I thought it's still football, but you know, yeah, well, not going to be Australian. It's but... middle of their season, isn't it? Yeah, and this is one of my could be my favourite player ever, or my second favourite behind Neon Dion Sanders. Yeah. Who obviously, when NFL was being played on SBS late at night on Sundays, uh, they'd always show a Dallas game because they were popular then. Yep. Um, so yeah, this is the uh, life to date of Eric Lynn Williams Jr., otherwise known as Ricky Williams. Ah, uh, Ricky Williams. Uh, one I've actually heard of. Yeah. Uh, yep. A favourite with stand-up comedians. Probably. Probably. Um, so, Ricky uh, actually has a twin sister uh, named Cassandra, which I didn't know, and apparently has another sister. Uh, he was born uh, on the 21st of May, uh, 1977, in San Diego, California. And now, if you're familiar with San Diego... It means whale's vagina. Definitely does. Definitely does. And that's why it is the craft beer capital of the world. Don't know why, but fair enough. Yeah, yeah. so obviously very liberal town. Um, yeah, California. Yeah, so yeah, this really yeah, helps yeah. helps explain Ricky's decisions later on in life. It right. kno- knows how to party, apparently. Yeah, yeah. That's what Tupac told us all. But surprisingly, researching this, I found out that Ricky's dad was actually uh, a minister of a Southern Baptist church in San Diego. Okay, I'm amazed there is a Southern Baptist church in San Diego for starters, and that a ni- uh, 18 year old was actually a minister. Uh, no. So, yeah. Well, He's, maybe that's not the surprising bit. Like, if, if Southern Baptist churches have an outlier uh, congregation, that's probably there. So, if he's the 18 year old, he might be the only bloke. I feel like they've got lots of outlier congregations <laughs> and they're all over the, yeah, the, yeah. the South. Um, so, yeah, his, his mum, Sandy, was 19, and obviously his old man, Eric Senior, uh, was uh, 18 when he was born. Uh, they were, however, married um, and had another another girl as well. So,. It was Ricky's twin and another sister. Yep. Um, there were allegations of sexual abuse when Ricky and Cassandra were young, which led to a divorce. And this came out in the divorce papers. Uh, it's alleged. Um, yep. Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. Standard divorce proceedings. Yeah, and he's a Baptist minister, and yeah. all these things are adding up uh, very quickly. Um, so, yeah, they got a divorce, and Eric fucked off, and that's the last you really hear of him in this story. Um, so stereotypes are a terrible thing. Well, it was, I mean, they lasted five years after Ricky's birth. So 1983, they were divorced. Um, this made Ricky the man in the house as his old girl, Sandy, she, uh, went to work during the day and school at night. So Ricky's job was educating and, uh, feeding and 
um, bathing and all that shit right. for his sisters. When he's six. Yeah. Don't know what the twin sister was doing at this point. <laughs> I feel like she could have lifted, lifted you know, her, her end of the deal or something like that. Well, we, we might just be hearing Ricky's side of the story too, mind you. This is true. And Ricky's side of any story does change a lot. <laughs> Maybe his sister's just him in drag. Yeah. He's, and- he's just been telling the story. Oh, no, no, you didn't see me wearing a dress. That was uh, my sister, Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't really hear much about um, his sister. Isn't your mum named Sandy? Cassandra. Yeah. Sister mum. Mumster. I look good though, huh? Yeah. So uh, this also resulted in Ricky having big anger issues uh, at home. He was known to- big tits. Known to th- well, I mean, she Jack has a pretty big pics. He's a massive unit. Only 5 foot 10, but... Probably best of 120 kilos or something like that. Uh, so anger issues, had to go to counselling. Um, so there's lots of indicators of a very sort of uh, broken home yep. and childhood upbringing. Um, yeah, so this also led to a decline in his academic results. Uh, um, it was agreed by everyone, including Ricky, that he was a bright student, which, uh, like most bright students, you don't tend to work hard because you're like, eh, I know how to do this. Right. I'm not going to do it, but I know how, and that's good <laughs> enough. Uh, however, when Ricky entered high school and matured, um, he actually turned turned that around and became an honor roll student, and also it's where he's found his love for sport, which is the crux of this uh, this story. Um so in, in high school, he went to, I don't know, some fucking high school. Patrick Henry High School. That's oh, what we're looking Patrick at. Henry. Patrick Henry. Yeah, no, no fucking idea. Patrick Henry or some shit. Uh, he played baseball, ran track, but his love of physical contact, also probably stemming from his abuse and his uh, penchant for lashing out. <laughs> and violence. Yeah, and violence. Uh, he loved playing football, obviously. Football. Not just, uh, you know, one position. He liked playing any position where you'd right. steamroll someone. So linebacker, running back, not uh, big on hunting, special teams, uh, safety, anything, <laughs> anything, anything where you could hit someone, as long as you can hit a bastard. That, that was good. that was Ricky's jam. Um, turns out he's pretty fucking talented at, at football, yeah. being aggressive and yeah. you know who, who would have thought land cunts out, yeah, and huge, yeah. Uh, his senior year, he ran for over two thousand yards and scored twenty five touchdowns. Helping his school become champions of the Eastern League. But don't, in the high school games, don't they only pay, play about six or seven games a season? Uh, I think they there's like, like their own season for their league, and then they go into divisional championships yeah. until you uh, find right. the, the top one. So if you're a shit team, you might play 10 games, and I don't know, then you do golfing off-season. Fuck knows what you do. Um, oh, funny story that's not actually in this one that I yep. uh, realized on the way here. Ricky actually started a, a golf tournament where you smoke weed and play golf. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's called the grass something. Or... Something like that, yeah. yeah. Miracle um, on grass. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, in there, they won their, whatever their main division was, their yeah. home division. They won that pretty easily. Uh, went to the Eastern League finals. And after running 110 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter, <laughs> <laughs> he injured himself from the first play of the second quarter and was unable to complete the game. Um, he's got crazy stats for, for high school as well. Yeah. Like ran for over 200 yards in three games a senior year was a player, watered the best player in the league, yep. obviously. And honestly, the, the accolades and records and his accumulated stats and rushing yards is just, you spend a whole podcast just yep. listing them off. Um, he, he was good. <laughs> he, yeah, he was good. It was, and that's like an understatement. Um, so yeah, he was unable to complete the, that game and the team went on to win that one, but lost in the next round. Right. Uh, didn't really matter because obviously Ricky was a um, pretty sought-after college yep. uh, applicant. Lots of offers. Yeah. So he received and accepted uh, an athletic scholarship to the University of Texas 
the Longhorns. Okay, that's a fair old hike. It but is. I imagine that Texas has a very good, very strong football program. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, if you know about Texas, they're a very liberal state. And, obviously, you know, <laughs> big fans of African-Americans and broken homes and hipsters from San Diego. Uh, they're not that far away, though, are they? Unless you can play football. Yeah, I'm going to say. Yeah. All is forgiven. Yeah. I don't think they're that far away, yeah. Yeah. But so a world away. My American geography is They're a world away. Yeah. Either is theirs, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, so yeah, decided to go to the Longhorns. Funny, I only know the like Longhorns, Texas. To me, that goes back to he got game where they don't actually name a a uh, university or any yeah. high school, but they say big state with these big Longhorns oh, in there. It's right, like yeah. ah, it's Shuttlesworth territory. You say they're not big on uh, not traditionally big on African Americans, but I remember was it uh, Jesse? Oh, Will- they collect them. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse Williams, the um, guy from um, Christmas Island. Christmas Island. Yeah, Aussie, I don't know. Aussie-ish. Oh, right. Uh, went over right. and played uh, NFL for uh, Alabama. It kind of rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, he, he got um, ridiculous pundits because he was bench-pressing ridiculous amounts of <laughs> thing, and he was playing nose tackle. So he's taking on two offensive linesmen. Jesus. As a uh, defensive linesman. Or maybe it was defense as an offense. I don't know. Either way, he's a big motherfucker. Um, yeah. I, I think whenever your country of, of origin ends in Ireland, that's the position <laughs> you get. Yeah. <laughs> But the problem was he, he got he made it to the NFL, got drafted and everything, and uh, got injured. And he got injured when he was uh, on I think it might have been Philadelphia's list. And yeah. They won the Super Bowl. Shit. So he got a ring without playing a minute. We were playing a minute. Oh, yeah. well, there could be worse ways to yeah. end your career. I think he got another knee Rico after. I don't think he played since. But yeah, well, you know. Yeah. So anyway, Ricky obviously had fucking amazing uh, college career. It was really really incredible. Uh, he rushed for over for six thousand two hundred seventy nine yards, which was a record at the time. Uh, it got broken the, the year later. But when he broke that record, they actually stopped the game to give him the game ball and have <laughs> di- have dignitaries come out, including the person whose record he's broke, and have a celebration. Right. And they continued the game. Well, I think he'd probably score a few after that if he's keeping the game ball. Say, uh, yeah. yeah. Give say, me back. It's mine. You it's, can't uh, have it. We're, we're running from here on in because uh, <laughs> can't pass. Uh, his senior year was his best year. He ran for nine touchdowns, 384 yards in the first two games. Right. That's okay. it. First two games alone, that's what he scored. He's taking the piss. Yeah. And, like, there's crazy examples, as I said, of how good he was. In the game against Rice, he scored six, six touchdowns, ran for over 300 yards. Uh, another one, he ran for 350 yards and five touchdowns against Iowa. And there's there's a yeah. litany of other ones that are very, very similar. I might have seen a movie called The Program based on this fucker. <laughs> Funny He's, enough, good uh, it does go down an avenue very really similar to that. Um, just different drugs of choice. That one. Uh, yeah, uh, in his senior year, he would win the the Eisman Trophy and Heisman, yep. Heisman Trophy, and later on would uh, have a statue of him erected outside the Longhorns. I think there's only two people that have their statues outside the stadium, and he's one of them. Right, some other person, George cares. Bush. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Chuck pretty Norris. funny for someone who has a severe drug problem. They actually kept his Eisman Trophy, didn't sell it. You know, try and uh, rob the person that bought it. Um, well, one of the other funny things about when he actually left university and went to college, he was actually drafted into the minor leagues for baseball. Okay. So I hadn't known about this until I actually, you know, researched into it. Um, so he was drafted by uh, Philadelphia Phillies, and his teammates commented that he was the fastest person they've ever seen. Um, he only played in the Class A, didn't yeah. actually go into the majors, but he stole 45 bases uh, right. in his few games. Was he just standing over the bases with a bat? I feel like they've got a good resale. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Like to to steal forty five bases seems like you'd have to be just there going, motherfucker, I'm taking this base. Yeah, it's like, well, now I get you, mate. 
I know which one your Not car is. I know where you base. live. <laughs> Knock you the fuck out. Yeah, but it's kind of funny because you went to college for football in Texas. Yep. Played the minors in Philadelphia. I don't know how far yep. they apart they are. But Pretty far apart. Seems Pretty weird. Far. Pretty Seems far. weird. Uh, he actually got uh, recruited into the majors upon leaving college Yep. Uh, by Montreal Expos. However, he obviously chose NFL. I think Expos as a mascot's pretty shit house. Well, I mean, there are some very questionable yeah. uh, choices it, in. But I mean, it seems like, oh, we're having an expo this year, but call ourselves the expo- Expos. Yeah. But, yeah, but what about the rest of your yeah. time? What about the, you know, the uh, 36ers then? I mean, yeah. That's only one year. I mean, they're both better than the Redskins, but only just. Yeah. <laughs> been, college, I think, has some really funny ones. Remember, we used to get yeah. to all those uh, American basketball magazines, especially, and they'd have like the 10 best mascots. And yeah. the one I always remember was the Banana Slugs. There's That's right. One college team called the Banana Slugs, but there's like yeah. Purdue or the Boilermakers. And there's a pretty funny story behind that one, which I don't yeah. remember. Anyway, well, I remember there was one. I think it's a Banana Eel or something, but it's also called the Bastard Eel. Yeah, right. Okay. So you, you just imagine, you know, a scientist is finding this thing. Look, it looks like a banana peel, like yellow with black dots and everything. Going, I'm calling this banana eel. Bite him. Ah, oh, you fucking bastard. Oh, so yeah, just... yeah. That was on Reddit last week. I saw it. Oh, right. <laughs> I um, steal my stuff from the quality areas. That's not stealing. That's just research. Uh, so Ricky left college owning or sharing over 20 NCAA records, and he entered the NFL draft for the 1999 season. Uh, he was drafted by New Orleans Saints, who their coach at the time was Mike Ditka. Who obviously go for it? Mike Dicker's ultimate football. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's why I know I, Mike Dicker. I reckon we're the only people in the world that have ever bought and played that game. Someone, someone out there has got to have played Mike Dicker football back in the nineteen ninety five or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do a lot of running plays in that. It was just the super long hail marys without six um, offensive tackles. Guarding a l- one long wide receiver. I did a fair few long runs. No, very long, so I'd go sideways and yeah, that's dodge I, everyone and that's do circles. I'd, and... I'd uh, hand off to the running back at the start of the quarter, and he'd run sideways for 15 minutes yeah. of game time. Not real time, obviously. Yeah. So Mike was a massive fan of Rookie Williams. Maybe too big of a fan, because <laughs> in order to get him, they had to trade every single remaining draft pick that they had, as well as their first and third round draft picks for the following year to the Redskins. Hey, was uh, Graham Wright one of their uh, <laughs> list managers? Because that's definitely the Hawthorne way of draft, going to the draft. Well, it it does actually get worse because uh, oh, this is also the first time that a team has ever only had one draft pick in the, in the year. Right. That's it. They traded everything they had in order to be able to pick up Ricky, which they did. Um, so obviously, massive news for Ricky entering and Mike Dick picking yep. him up and... They even, he's pretty sure he's on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated oh, with yep. in bride and groom outfit saying, for better or worse. <laughs> yep, okay. So they're like, all right, we'll have eggs in one basket here. Why not? Yeah, um, and that doesn't seem a little homoerotic. Well, yes, and football homoerotic? No, yeah. <laughs> no. Big men in tights. Um, so, yeah, after, you know, playing uh, stellar college career and his big hype and his, and his future. Uh, how high did he go in the draft? You got that there? Uh, fifth. Fifth, okay. Fifth. So, so first so, round, fifth yep. pick. Um, obviously, entering the NFL, he needs representation. Yep. There are some amazing agencies out there. Yep. Um, IMG. IMG, exactly. Yep. Uh, DME. Um, fuck, I don't know. Get Tom Cruise. He's probably better than yep. who he did select, which was Master P. Ma- Master P. Master P. And, okay. And so Master P is his agent. Um, yeah. Say that They say that a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Well, Master P probably didn't like birds and never been in the bush because he negotiated a contract that was ridiculously incentive-laden. 
It was an eight million signing bonus plus performance incentives worth between eleven and sixty-eight million, depending on what he achieved. A lot of these incentives had never actually been achieved by anyone ever. <laughs> For example, Ricky's a running back, right? Draft is running back. One of his incentives was twelve received touchdowns. So not running touchdowns, but received. Yeah, he's not a wide receiver. I feel like this is just like someone going, "I bet you a million bucks I can yep. dunk a basketball." Yep. It's like, yeah, settle down, midget. Yeah. yeah, mate, you're three foot tall. Yeah, and also uh, to average 18.6 plus yards per reception with a minimum of 32 receptions. Um, I don't know where the .6 comes into it. Like, right. How did they go from, I don't know, .5, uh, maybe. .6 seems six, a bit arbitrary. Six. It's got to be six. Or maybe they intentionally, maybe like the only previous person who had done it had done 18.5. Right, so they so said, we're going to do that. Yeah, and his contract was just littered with these incentive bonuses that were impossible. Right. I know nothing about the contract, obviously, but I yeah. guarantee the actual um, justification for it is far more ludicrous than what you've suggested. It is. It's like, there could be one podcast just that. And there is yeah. a website, which I'll try and find the link and post it if anyone gives a fuck. And go, they it? actually break it down. 18.6? 18.6 yards. Well, maybe the justification was, well, a 187's a police code for Ooh, yeah. uh, getting shot, then I don't want to go that far. So 18.6. But there were other uh, incentive bonuses where um, he'd have to break the record in order to get the three million right. and yeah. then continually break his own record in order to keep getting that extra three million. Yeah, good, good. So it was literally impossible uh, for him to get 68 million bucks. Well, aim high. You know? yeah, but this is true. This is true. Um, this is widely regarded as the worst deal ever in the NFL. <laughs> So, obviously, Ricky fired Masterpiece Agency and hired Lee Steinberg, who was the inspiration behind Jerry Maguire, yep. apparently. Yep. I, um, I thought I recognized <laughs> the name. Yeah. And, I mean, look, obviously, I'm not a sports star, but if I was and had a promising career in front of me and I had a little short list of agents to choose, yep. i just look at their last name. Yeah. If, if you got Go to the Jew. If you've got P <laughs> and you've got Steinberg, yep. I'm going with Steinberg. Yeah. Better call Saul. That's what it, you're trying it, to do. Exactly. Yeah. Pick a chosen one for the brothers. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the strategy of trading all your draft picks to get Ricky into a team that was shit yep. didn't work out. Oh. Uh, yeah, it turned out that they just gave the ball to Ricky. And Ricky, <laughs> <laughs> being a fucking workhorse stud, actually did a lot of work for them, got massive amounts of meters gained yep. and you know all sorts of things. Um, but his team was shit, so the results were shit. Yep. Ricky had consistent niggling injuries that he never addressed. And well, he just played through them. Yeah, because so, they're giving him the ball exactly. every time. He's the only bastard that yeah. the other team's worried about. And his contract's incentive-related, <laughs> so he, he can't get paid unless he goes out there and plays. So he played through injuries and was just hammered by the end of the season. And New Orleans ended up firing Ditka. Um, so, yeah, they got Ricky. They got no draft picks. They've traded their uh, first and third round draft picks for the following year <laughs> for Ricky. And so they got no hope for the next year either. And Ditka's been fired. And to top that off, Ricky hated New Orleans. Of course. <laughs> hated being there. Hated the cold. Hated the people. Hated the food. I didn't know New Orleans was cold. Didn't really like his team. And uh, so he just became a recluse in his little apartment. He only had like a one-bedroom apartment. Didn't yep. spend much of his money. Motherfucker got an $8 million contract. Well, I was say, what yeah. do you mean much of his money? Most of his well, incentive later. Yeah. <laughs> and so he just uh, started smoking a whole lot of weed. And... Um, he also did this to – he was diagnosed as with severe anxiety and a whole lot of other orders we'll get into a bit later yep. on, not too far down the road. But he used this as a, as a way to deal with his anxiety injuries and because he's a massive fucking stoner, really. Um, so his New Orleans career was actually a solid career for the team that they had. In yep. 2001, he ran for 1,000 yards um, but was injured and missed the 
the end of the season and also the Saints' first ever playoff win, which obviously had a, a big that was his second season there, so a big sort of um role in getting them to where they where they were. He also had sixty receptions, so uh, it's not a bad effort. Uh, Two thousand one, he ran for twelve hundred yards, so he met some of his goals with the receptions. However, Ricky hating New Orleans was like, "Fuck this shit! I'm injured. I'm miserable. You know, your coach doesn't give a fuck about me. He's just treating me like a pretty much a slave. Yeah, just get the ball, run, Ricky, and that's it." Uh, so he asked for a, a trade, and obviously, big big raps on him. So there weren't too much trouble with finding someone that he'd go to. But his condition was he wanted somewhere warm, somewhere somewhere where he could, you know. It'd be much more better life work balance. Right. So Ricky heads to Miami. Of course he does. Why not? Oh god. <sighs> A stoner going to Miami. Yep. Ooh, lucky. Um so this was in two thousand and two he was traded to Miami. Uh, he still kept his recluse lifestyle and a general shyness around his teammates. He even conducted his interviews with his helmet still on, with the visor down, <laughs> uh, sitting on his sitting in his locker room. Uh, so everyone just thought he was a weird, strange dude, well, and for, for good reason, by the sounds of it. Well, exactly. And so <clears throat> he was. It was there. He was diagnosed with social anxiety, borderline personality, and avoidance disorders. Um, he tried a, a variety of different drugs to treat these illnesses. Uh, it's actually at one point a spokesman and endorser of Paxil, which was a drug distributed by GlaxoSmithKline. Right. I always find it funny in the US that you can have spokesmen and yeah. advertising for actual branded drugs. Yeah, if you don't know who uh, GSK are, fucking terrible company that are fraught with absolute ethical and moral oh. uh, criminal things. When it comes to big pharma, they are big pharma. Well, they are. They are actually the biggest heroin grower and dealer in the world. Yeah, yeah. it's actually it's pretty. F- pretty interesting that they own the heroin fields in Tasmania and that they supply 50% of the opium for Johnson & Johnson. And with the current epidemic of yeah. opiate abuse in America, they're responsible for it. So mm. Tasmania, by proxy, is responsible by, for pretty much half of the uh, fentanyl and heroin and uh, you know prescription drug epidemic in, in America. And blah, blah. Yeah. Well, good on them. Obviously, yeah, it's a long time. I remember reading a story about that, but apparently wallabies bust into the opiate fields all the time. <laughs> yeah. They have a bit of a munch and then hop around in circles. <laughs> well, there wasn't too long ago when Victoria was trying to uh, bid for the right to be able to grow their opium in Victoria. Yeah. I don't want to sound stupid, but it's poppies, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, the thing is, they grow wild. Like, if you go yeah. through the Adelaide Hills, you'll see them on the side of the road. Yeah. They're, they're everywhere, but that shit will get ripped up in Victoria in no time. Yeah. That shit will get tur- churned over and turned into... We see, the, see the same thing happen with mushrooms. During mushroom season, you see people wandering around Carlton Gardens and Flagstaff yeah. Gardens. Yeah. And then there's people with, uh, you know, the cop um, high-vis on. Yeah. Just hanging out and watching. Yeah. And I'm like, really? I'm playing Pokemon Go, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Ricky was taking Paxil to um, sort out his, his mental issues. Um but he soon stopped taking Paxil and resorted to marijuana, which he said allowed him to relax, treat injuries, and figure his head out. Shortly fair, after, fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, when you're good, playing good, whatever weird shit you're doing off, off the yeah, side doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter. It gets forgiven. Uh, shortly after joining the Dolphins, Ricky tested positive for marijuana, a no bad, a bad sum- substance in the NFL. Yeah, it's not like he was quiet about it. <laughs> so all of a sudden. The NFL was testing him and going, shit, you got marijuana. That's, yeah. that's a problem. Shoot the misses. No worries. We'll sort oh, that that's out. it. The only type of abuse the NFL raised about is substance. Anything else, you're, you're good. Mm-hmm. Or you're Neil good. during a song. Yeah, well, that's true as well. Yeah. 
that's, that's another type of abuse. Um, however, Ricky's uh, reinvigorated going into Miami as well. The first the first offense is like just a warning kind of thing, you know, right. slap on the wrist. Um, had an incredibly successful first season in in Miami. Uh, he scored sixteen touchdowns and accumulated one thousand eight hundred fifty three yards. Still under his uh, KPIs, though. Still under his KPIs. <laughs> yep, yep. Not good. Um, however, at, at the end of two thousand three, Ricky failed another test for marijuana. He garnered a $650,000 fine. Uh, obviously, he doesn't spend much money, so it wasn't too much, too bad. So he had, He's got it there, he but... He had the coin. Still not happy. Still not happy. He's like, really? Just smoking this little bit of plant. Still with <laughs> my injuries. I've got a reason for it. You're going to say that it's grand? Um, didn't learn his lesson. This was the end of 2003. Before the, in the preseason 2004, tested positive for marijuana again. Yeah. Now, with this... Uh, the NFL is not a not-for-profit, is it? It's a privately owned company. Yeah, they're my family, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so the fines they levy are essentially profit. Yeah, yeah. I get the feeling that he was a bit of a cash cow. Yes, and that would be a very common theme, especially in Miami. Um, so, yeah, $650,000 fine. Uh, tested positive again in the precinct in 2004. This was his third time, which would lead to a, a four-game suspension. So, Ricky... It's the preseason. He's facing the four first four games uh, yeah. of the season on the bench after his best season in the NFL yeah. ever. And they only have an eighteen game season or something like that, yeah. don't they? So yeah. short. So it's, yeah, yeah. With an incentive based contract, yeah, you know, that's not good. <laughs> Make it hard. So obviously, Ricky's got some serious, you know, soul searching to do, and has to really consider what his future is and what he really needs to do to get good. Uh, so he decided to retire from. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Football. Hold yeah. up. Right. Was he still on an incentive-based contract when he went to Miami? Probably not, but it's a funny joke, so we're yeah, wrong right. with it. 
Uh, yeah, decided he chose marijuana. You know, some people choose life, some people choose sport. He chose weed. Fair enough. So he's like, he's fuck about, this. About 26 at this stage. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think it's about exactly. So yeah. he's gone, fuck it. Just you know. about exactly. Yeah, like that. I'm, I'm choosing weed. This is just after having his best season in the NFL ever. Yep. This led to the fans fucking hating Ricky. Like, <laughs> really? hating. The, really fucking hating. They would have effigies burning. They'd have big dumpster piles of his merch and his uh, shirts and everything in the streets. I never understood that. Like, you bought the merch and you're burning, burning it. it. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. And no, I mean, but you paid the money, yeah? Merch are right. cheap. Especially in Miami. Like, yeah. if you had a set of chose cocaine, they'd be like, come on, mate. <laughs> Here you are. You're in Mecca. Supporting local businesses. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ricky didn't give a shit. Um, he decided that he was going to go on a little trip. But before that, the Dolphins tried to sue Ricky for $8.6 million for breach of contract. Right. Kind of a bit of a funny one, because no one's ever sued a player because they retired. Yeah. Just, there was a massive uproar, and there was so much pressure on the organization, because they obviously traded for Ricky. They yep. spent a lot of money. Uh, they'd all bought his shirt, and he's gone, fuck it, I'm retiring. Yeah, it's in the US though. Like they've got a coin in the US where you've if you've got a problem, you can either flip it and it'll say shoot him or sue him. Like, yeah. You know, I yeah. think if it lands on the edge, you can say negotiate. Yep. So tried to sue him for eight six eight point six million. Everyone in Miami hated him. Uh, Ricky still didn't give a fuck, and he decided, you know what, I'm going to shave off my dreadlocks, grow a beard, and I'm going to Australia. That's right. I'm, I think I'm, I, I, think I like Ricky. T- talked about this. Yeah. There's a thirty for thirty for on it, isn't it? There is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that was actually written by him, and he shopped it around, and yep. 30 for 30 picked it up. So he yep. chose the director. He wrote the whole thing. And, and uh, it's not overly flattering of him either. It's flattering of his yep. achievements, but his personal life, it's pretty, you know, what's not. Damning, yeah. Yeah, so watch that if you want to get, like, a bit of a more in-depth. Well, it seemed like not giving a fuck is his stock in trade. Yeah. Yep. yeah, exactly. And weed. Uh, literally stock in trade yep. now. Uh, so, yeah, he heads to Australia, uh, ends up finding a, a tent commune where you can just pitch up your tent for seven yep. bucks a, a week or something like that and just smokes weed and tries to figure himself out. How was Byron Bay? Well, it was actually, I think it was pretty sure he went there, but also he was camping on the side of the road in the middle of the outback for yeah. a while. I had to drive down the outback and seen a fucking running back in a little tent <laughs> by the side of the road. I'm just picturing him, um, you know, gut-checking a kangaroo or some shit. <laughs> just, boom. Seen taking on a semi cruise around there or something. Um, so, he, Ricky would later state that he was figuring out what to do with his life, and he found it in Australia. He would return to America two weeks later and study an Indian holistic medicine called Ayurveda in San Diego. Okay. Not sure I'm pronouncing that right. I think I had a shampoo by that brand. Yeah, I think maybe this might have been uh, you know, the Indian version. I think it's pretty sure Indian with the dots. Right. Could have been their version of ayahuasca or something. I have no idea. But uh, A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-A. Yeah, sure. We'll yeah. Run, run with it. You've it, got no idea. It won't happen but, overnight, but it'll happen. Yep. Yeah. But, I was going to say, yeah, maybe it's great. Uh, Jamie, can you bring that one up? Bring yeah, it up exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you tried ayahuasca? Yeah. Um, so, he, dude, yeah. Dude, I don't want to get high. Actually, there actually is a school for Ayurveda in San Diego. So he's headed there back home to San Diego, studied this, actually started doing yoga as well, and a fuck ton of other just holistic sort of medicines, did Tachi and all sorts of other ones, which I've never heard of. It's like, you know, they just make up words and chuck it in there that sounds scientific, yep. that kind of thing. Um, John Sansundo. Was a legit, is now a legit yogi and practicing yep. teacher of, of yoga, which is, which is no joke. Yeah, but can he fire his arms halfway across the screen? Yeah, and he was quoted as saying, playing in the NFL, you're told where to be, when to be there, what to wear, how to be there, 
He also paid a fuck ton of money. (laughs) But uh, he said, being able to step away from all that, I have an opportunity to look deeper in myself and look for what's real. Uh, Your bank balance is real. um, However, Ricky announced his intention to return to the Dolphins halfway through 2005. He had an epiphany, did some yoga, figured shit out. Realized that being poor sucked. Yep. Ran out of cash, was being sued for 8.6 million. So he's like, eh, we're just trying to throw this one over now. Was Mr. P his lawyer? Uh, I really hope so. That'd be awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if Ricky represented himself, to be honest. This would not surprise (laughs) me at all. (laughs) So this was halfway through 2005. He's going, all right, guys, I'm coming back. I figured my shit out. I'm ready. Obviously, Dolphin's pretty pretty skeptical. Uh, So he's going, look, I'll return half of my signing bonus, and I'll complete my my four-game suspension for smoking weed. He also apologized uh, for leaving two days before training camp. Uh, which resulted in them winning four games that season and one of their worst seasons right. in like 11 years or something like that. So, obviously, he's on. All right, I'm sorry. I apologize. Fans Not still happy. fucking hate him. Of course still hated him. Didn't want him back. Massive backlash to the organization. Um, Jeez, imagine making the one making that call, though. Like, you know, on his day, he can play. Yeah. yeah. You know he's fucking hated by the fans, though. So, you've got to be one like, look... He might be. He's not going to get any less hated. Yeah. Not playing for the side. Yeah. But if he does play and we win, we'll I look like a fucking on. genius and we'll feel good. And all will be forgiven, as the fans yeah. are tending to do. But if we don't get him back, it's not going to go away. So yeah, that's the thinking of of the administration. So it's tedious ground. It's um, you know, it's halfway through through two thousand five. Uh, so he sits his four games out, starts playing. Two thousand six at the very start, Ricky was suspended for substance violation. Oh, uh, what substance could it have been? Well, this one is actually unclear. They never actually released what the substance was, but Ricky was into his own holistic shit, yeah. so he's mixing together concoctions of all sorts of crazy stuff. Peyote or some a, shit. A bit of everything. Yeah. But, however, his, his mum come to his defence. Of course. So, thank God. Oh, the Sandy. old shame or defence. Oh, uh-huh. no. This was an, an herb related to his holistic medicine practice. Yeah, weed. Weed, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. It was uh, not a diuretic. Uh, Ricky was suspended for the entire season. This did okay. not improve his relationship with the fans. <laughs> no, so I imagine they not. Did, they did not appreciate this much at all. Imagine, imagine the administration is going, ah, oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. But really, at that stage, the administration has got to look at themselves and go, this is our fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're not uh, signed up to Assad or anything. Yeah. Like, no, they, they run yeah. their own show. They run their own show because they could be like, oh, yeah, test a positive. Fuck it. Most of them are steroids and doing cocaine before games. Yeah. Like, yeah. But obviously, Ricky was a bit of a target because he didn't conform to any of their... Uh, strict media presences yeah. or that See, maybe sort of toe the line. Maybe he repped the wrong pharma company. Yeah, maybe it's very just, true, actually. Just a non-sponsor. Me. Look into it. <laughs> Jamie, pull that up. Yeah. So, suspended for the entire season. Um, he's going, shit, what do I do? Now, to a bit of a side, uh, I didn't even know that uh, Canada has their own league, the yeah, CFL, CFL, Canadian yeah. Football League. Um, back then, it wasn't a big organization. It's probably still not. I don't know. I didn't actually look into it. Might not exist anymore. I don't know. Uh, I know that uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson um, played in the CFL for a little right. bit when he didn't make NFL. So there you go. go. Yeah, I mean, because they weren't very big and you know they didn't have much star quality, um, they didn't care much about honouring other countries' suspensions, ethics, or contracts. <laughs> Way to go! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess They're, it's like playing IPL after you get suspended in, you know, Australia yeah, or yeah. something. They're pretty much the China of gridiron. Yeah. Um, so the Toronto Argonauts obtained signing rights for Ricky should he choose not to play for the Dolphins. Argonauts. Argonauts. I have no idea what an Argonaut is. Didn't look into it. It was an adventurer from Greek mythology. Jason and the Argonauts. Uh, oh, okay. Sort of the Golden Fleece. 
It seems a, a, a bit highbrow, to be honest. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've gone, all right, if you're not going to go to the Dolphins, sign this contract, yep. and we've got exclusive negotiating rights for, for you. Uh, also, the CFL had no banned substance tests. In fact, they had no banned substance policy. Right. I think this is a match made in heaven. So he's left the UFC, he's gone to Pride. This is yeah. exactly right. <laughs> Ricky, I mean, I mean, failing playing for the Amsterdam Smoke Heavies, I think he's, uh, he's found <laughs> his home. Ricky chose to go to Canada. Uh, the Dolphins uh, brokered a deal to put up no resistance to his plan in Canada, so long as he would return to them in 2007. Right. The Dolphins, all right. right. Dolphins haven't learned their lesson, have they? I feel like we've got a, another Loose Units uh, podcast just on the Dolphins yeah. administration. Yeah. I didn't look up uh, who was in charge of it, but holy shit, how are the Dolphins still around with that sort of decision making? Yep. Um, so, yeah. I, I think a pinky swear wasn't really enough in so, hindsight. So, of course, Ricky was like, yeah, sure, no worries. <laughs> Um, so Ricky became the highest paid player in the CFL with a one year contract worth 340,000 Canadian dollars. <laughs> right. I, I reckon there are some, there might be, yeah, I reckon Andrew Bogut makes more in the NBL. Yeah. So, but at that wage, there's probably players who aren't getting paid at all. No, probably not. Yeah. It was a bit of a, they did have some other NFL stars who'd gone yeah. across there and, you know, retired there and sort of. They they just kept in a paycheck yeah. basically. Um, so Ricky broke his arm uh, in the first season. I think it was like four games in or something. Right. Uh, so he's going to have like a, just a little time on the sidelines. Hey, was it his smoking arm? I think he smokes uh, both I, arms. I, I think I he's ambidextrous. Like, yeah, and he he's doing both. his yoga so he can use his feet too. This is very true. Um, so he's just kicking around the the training rooms. Obviously, he's not doing much work. Walks through a door, the door swings, slams shut on him, and uh, puts a big gash through his Achilles tendon. Right. So he's got a broken arm. He's this, got a, this sounds like the biggest bullshit excuse. Yeah, I was just walking through the train center and the door shut on me. He's probably in a dogfight or some shit. There was an American sportsman, and I don't know, it could actually be uh, old uh, old mate here, but um, yep. Ricky Williams. But uh, he once said he got busted, and his quote was, um, I got high and forgot that I wasn't meant to get high. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I forgot who that was. Yeah. It could have been Ricky, actually. I think it might have been. It might have been. It does sound like something he would say. Mm. But anyway, continue on. All right. So, yeah. He's got two months on the sidelines now. This is a one-year contract. So, he ended up playing 11 games for the Argonauts. He rushed for only 528 yards and scored only two touchdowns. Very underwhelming performance from someone who's obviously got a second chance. Especially with his standards. Yeah. Maybe that incentive-based contract works. <laughs> um, uh, so Ricky's done his one year he has to go back to the Dolphins um, before the start of the 2007 season the CFL instead of rule upholding NFL suspensions in their own league dubbed the Ricky Williams rule right roll <laughs> I just googled it it was Ricky Williams <laughs> Ricky, I'll, I'll read this uh, headline uh, Ricky Williams blames pot for his failed drug tests I got high and forgot I wasn't supposed to get high <laughs> there you go I mean, it's a classic excuse. Yeah. It's not the same with work. Um, so, before being reinstated by the Dolphins, Ricky failed another drug test. Okay. Of course. Of yeah. course he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, they're like, I'm just amazed that everyone in the NFL, they banished him, but still into play. They just wanted him to toe the line. Just yeah. listen to what we're saying and do what we want you to do. halfway, mate. Yeah. So, do you reckon they're actually testing with this stage, or they're just doing the honor system? Ricky, yeah. Do you smoke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? And so, obviously, usually you'd be like, all right, well, you're not coming back. 
But then everyone's like, we want you back. <laughs> we just want you to do what we say. Just help us. Yes. Yeah, so they Help go on, me help you. All right, Ricky. You're going to have multiple drug tests every single week. <laughs> you need to pass them to play. It's like, for weed? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that meeting. Just like, all right, Ricky, we're going to take you back. Okay. But you're going to get drug tested. Okay. And if yep. you fail, you'll be in trouble. Okay. So you know your drugs? Yep. Weed? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. And so Ricky's gone, all right, we've got all these drug tests, fine, whatever. Uh, if I'm going to come back to you, though, I've got a few conditions. I want to be second string qu- a second-string running back, right. so I don't want to start. I want to be the plan B. Uh, so they're like, um, okay, cool. They already had a pretty solid running back at the time. Okay. So they're like, all right, sweet. And he's like, I don't get paid too much. So right. didn't want to get paid too much, didn't want to work too much. I'm feeling like even the Miami Dolphins negotiating team could be like, yeah, we it wasn't can. Around, it wasn't that to smoke weed either. We can, we can get on this as long as he as long as he doesn't smoke weed, and we're on the honor system. He's pinky sworn that he won't this yep. time again. Yep. So we can win here. It's all in line. Everything's signed. They're ready. Yeah. Second string makes his comeback in Monday Night Football. So obviously, yep. massive pro- massive time. crowd. Lots of focus. Fucking hated him. <laughs> no one's happy that he's there. <laughs> and worst part, he's on the sideline they this time. Not happy, all. yep. And he's their second string running back, so they're like, eh, it's sort of improvement. Um, so starts the game. He, I think he has like six rushes for 15 yards in the first first quarter. Uh, a Steelers linebacker stepped on his right shoulder, tearing his pectoral muscle, oh. leading him to miss the entire season. Okay, so he's played a quarter and a half. Yep. Fans did not fucking like no, it. Like no, either. they wouldn't. Uh, so I'm starting to like this lad. Yeah. So comes back for 2008. Uh, was an improvement because obviously played a quarter for yeah. for the first first time back. He's actually scored four touchdowns uh, as a second string right. running back, which you know not too bad. Well, this, even him scoring one touchdown is pretty good. When you consider in the last four years, he's played maybe a full game. Yeah. Yep. That's <laughs> it. Yep. And that was in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the Dolphins actually had an 11-5 record that year. Right. So they're actually a pretty okay, solid team. Pretty they had a good a good roster. So Ricky was like a gamble they could maybe willing to take. Yep. Um, not so much on the fan side, though. That's kind <laughs> of a tough one to smooth over. I, I think he'd be earning them shit tons of money. They keep buying more merch to burn it. Yeah. Well, loving life. Good point, actually. Yeah. He'd be the highest selling jersey because people are buying seven or eight. Yeah, yep. the problem is they're burning his merch out the front and he's going out there for a light. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's throwing his own shit on there. It's just, it's just a self-perpetuating cycle. <laughs> so 2000, 2009 comes around. Ricky, you know, he's just chilling back, second yep. string. Uh, nine games into the season, their starting running back, Ronnie Brown, suffers a season-ending injury, making Ricky the starting running back. Of course it does. Fans were stoked. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucking happy about that. <laughs> Ricky just lights it up. Fucking starts just running for, for massive... You know, yep. peels off just massive runs. Um, everyone's like, oh, shit. We're supposed to hate this guy. Fuck, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, he ended up rushing for 1,121 yards that season. Yep. That's as being second string for the first nine games. Yeah. Only been first string for, you know, what is last uh, half of the season? Half the season, yeah. And it was just insane. Like, if you watch the highlights from that season, it's incredible what he's managed to do. Yep. Especially with uh, three seasons of doing nothing, injured, playing yep. second string, no game time. Uh he also broke the record for longest uh, time between 1,000-yard seasons. Okay. Six okay. years. So six years prior, that was yeah. his last time that he had uh, rushed for 1,000 thousand yards. The fans, 
Fucking loved him. Yeah. <laughs> fucking loved him. Who would have thought? <laughs> yep. His name was back on their jerseys. Um, <laughs> so they have to buy another jersey. Yep. Slightly yep. charred. And so having an original Ricky Williams jersey is actually a really big thing for their supporters because yeah. I never I never turned on him. You know, yeah. I'm a Ricky Williams fan from way back. You know, all you guys. <laughs> through just, and through. Just hid yeah. that shit while everyone Fucking was burning noobs. stuff. <laughs> yep. and in, I'm pretty sure I was in the 30 for 30 documentary. They've actually got interviews with one lady then the first time he left and she was burning his jersey and then after this season when she's praising him yep. uh, her not realising it's the same, it's the same, same crew yeah <laughs> um, so yeah fans love him uh, it seems like this tale of redemption's really come full circle uh, now Ricky's private life fucking mess fucking mess you don't say yeah. Try, trying to figure out how many kids he's had is difficult <laughs> at best if you on the scale of one to Sean Kemp where's he at Oh, he's – well, depends. People confirm Sean Kemp's kids. Yeah. Well, they, they've confirmed some. I think the confirmed yeah. number was about eight. Well, But the probable number is in the 90s. Ricky, Ricky's confirmed number isn't actually a number. It's between like – It's a range. It's not Sean Kemp territory, but it's – It's a probability scale. It's – some people like he, – He's got quantum kids. He's definitely got five kids, and this is the names. Other people like, he's definitely got six kids, and these are the names. Right. And all his friends are like, he's got 10 kids. Right, okay. Uh, to three different girls, probably. No, three different girls for the confirmed five or six kids. And 10 kids others. total to others. Eh, who knows what's going on there? So, in 2009, he's like, I've got to fix my private life, you know? So, he's, he's got this girlfriend who <laughs> is a fucking saint, like an right. absolute saint. This little uh, lady named uh, Kirsten, Kristen, Kristen. Um, and she just puts up Ricky's shit. She looks after the kids, lets him do what he wants. They get married in 2009. He's like, I'm going to be a good husband. Good husband, all right? It's my best time. Of, best of intentions, I want to build, sure. build the relationship with my kids, get them to trust me again, get them to recognize me. And then <laughs> I got um, high, and then I got high, and then I got high. So, yeah. Um, flash to nowadays. Uh, they've got an open relationship, and Ricky spends 300-plus uh, days abroad in the state, checking on his family sporadically. <laughs> his friends say, that's just Ricky. That's just the way he is. He's irresponsible. No shit. <laughs> Do you reckon the Miami Dolphins called her up and said, look, we need some negotiating skills. We're going in for some training. Do you want to come? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the the rest of his career for the Dolphins, the the return, the yep. redux, I know if that makes sense. Sure. Um, was, it obviously went not as good as that season because that was just fucking amazing. And yep. also the Dolphins team had lots of trades and uh, their team generally downhill, but Ricky still performed. However, in 2011, he uh, signed for the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Um, uh, and also on New Year's Day 2012, he became the 26th player to attain 10,000 career rushing yards. One month later, Ricky retired from the NFL at age 34. It's about right. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Plus, yeah. there's a lot of spell in the middle there. Yeah. Uh, but just imagine what he did if he didn't have that time off. It would have been fucking amazing. Even if he only retired at 30. Yeah, exactly. It would have been incredible. The following year... Baltimore Ravens would go on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, funny enough, uh, Ricky was, after their season, they lost in one of the playoffs, like, yep. not the first round, but yep. they went pretty deep. And Ricky rang up the the owner or, or yep. coach or something, was like, man, I'm pumped for next year. It's going to be amazing. And, he, and the owner said, don't hang your head on what could happen. Just be happy with what's happened. And so he's gone, we're going to win the Super Bowl next year, and I'm going to retire. So he's gone, I didn't actually need to win that Super Bowl. I just knew that we would, and that was enough for me. 
<laughs> sounds like sounds like some stoner bullshit to me. Right. <laughs> so like so he Wait, so hang on, just let me get the timeline right. He retired before the season. Right. He did yeah. retire before they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but okay. he knew they were gonna win it and he's like, That's good enough. That's good yeah. enough. Okay. Yeah. All right. When they won the Super but, Bowl, he was actually on the sidelines as a, a photographer for, for ESPN. Of course he was. Yeah. But Why this is you? again that, you know, I got high because I forgot to get high. Yeah. yeah. I won the Super Bowl and I knew I was going to do it, so I didn't bother doing it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've seen the media pens at any NFL or any Massive. American game. Imagine they have to fucking take photos around a, a running back yeah. that's on the sidelines. They'd have to piss you off. He's like, I'm ESPN and yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm a running back, so what the fuck are you going to do? And I'm six foot wide, so good luck. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ricky estimates that his pot smoking during his NFL career cost him $10 million in uh, salary and in endorsements. I'd, I'd, I'd go the overs on that. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's the low end. Yeah. Um, everyone agrees that it's way more than that. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> in, <laughs> including the people that paid him. <laughs> However, Ricky, of course, is now making a career out of cannabis. Um, he started his own company called Real Wellness. So obviously he's got the, the RW initials and must have really struggled right, yeah. to come up with, with the words that Yeah, one. he's a wordsmith. He's also completed a degree in psychology. So he's got all these holistic medicines. He's got right. his, oh, his fucking Reiki and whatever else he's doing. Plus he's got a psychology degree. <laughs> yeah, from the and online University thing. of Equatorial Guinea. Probably, yeah. Um, in what I look as the only, well, reasonable decision he made, in 2016 he signed to uh, the agency WME to handle his brand. Right. WME, not a small no, business. Massive, massive. Massive. They are like, it's, it's Ari's fucking. Yeah, I can say they own the UFC. Yeah. Among yep. many other things. Yep. He's also opened a gym in San Francisco called Power Plant Fitness. Okay. It's a place where you get high and work out. <laughs> <laughs> right. How, I'm going to have to go. How has Rogan not talked to him? Exactly. I mean, I like, if, if, if they don't have a 10th planet in there, yeah. their 10th <laughs> planet jiu-jitsu, they're like, then that's conspiracy. <laughs> I'd be looking into that. Why yeah. has that happened? So, so yeah, he sells like no, just hash cookies it. and shit in there, and just you get, look into it. Look into it. You get high either before, after, during, or all the above <laughs> when you work out. Um, yeah, imagine the conversation being a spotter. Yeah, dude, you ever looked at Pluto? See, <laughs> if they I, did have a tenth planet there, there'd be no actual grappling. It'd just be a bunch of guys going, "Yo, dude, what you need to do is this." Oh no, man, I saw this other shit. Try this. <laughs> no, man, no, like this. You didn't never actually go any grappling. It'd just are be all conversation. Are you lifting the weight, or is the weight lifting away from you? Yeah. Ooh, shit. Keep going. Um, yeah. So, and, and obviously, Ricky's just all about cannabis now. He was. Uh, what do you mean now? Well, of course, always, but now he's legitimate. I feel like he's had a longer relationship with cannabis than anything else in his life. But yeah, that is 100% absolutely. true. 100% he's been true. He's been very faithful. <laughs> yeah. So he's got his power plant fitness um, in San Francisco. He's got his own weed company. Yep. Um, he's also uh, an ambassador for weed all around the world. That's why he spends his 300 days plus right. away from his missus, interstate and abroad. I know he went yep. to an event in Spain called uh, Spanibus. Okay. Spanibus Festival. Right. So he's repping. Yeah, he's repping weed. His weed and everyone's weed and yep. whoever's weed, just give him weed. Uh, in 2017, he was the keynote speaker at a cannabis convention in Pittsburgh. Uh, my personal goal is to elevate the legitimacy of cannabis as a medicine and the respect of medical professionals for cannabis users. Williams told the, the Tribunal Review in an email Wednesday, As a former top athlete, no one disputes that I endured injuries and serious physical pain. Medical professionals are well aware of the treatment regime utilized by the NFL, namely opioids. So, yeah, he's one fighting the opioid system that he actually took money from and supported yeah. during his career. Is Michael Phelps involved anywhere here? He's got to be, surely, doesn't he? Yeah, he must be. Probably uh, in, in the sidelines. Um, 
he's also four days ago some Ricky Williams relevant news. So yep. some stuff 20, that we're going to see any any sort of and uh, not going to see in the documentary. Um, he's just announced his creation of the Freedom Football League. Right, uh, right. I think I know what the theme here is going to be. Guess. This, so, is, this is going to be well. Actually, he was a partner of the. What was it? The not the Weed Olympics, but the Weed X Games or something. Okay, the X Games. I think they're just. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty standard. Yeah. It was. It was some of that where yeah, every person's got to be high. Right. Um. So what's Snoop Dogg doing on commentary? <laughs> well, this is what I think, and this is where Michael Phelps come in. Maybe he's a part of this league because it's a, a league to be run by former players. You got they got Terrell Owens on board. Right. Uh, I think they've got one hundred different. Um, investments from former players right, okay. and also fans can invest in the league as well. So this is the same time that the XFL is uh, starting up. There's apparently yeah. another one called AAP or some fucking shit right. starting up. So there's a few other leagues so Ricky's going, fuck it. Mine too. Starting this one too. I've got enough things going on. My, my, <laughs> my stone of brain is just working overtime at the moment. Well, to be fair, I think he's got a better business case than the X- XFL did. Well, not the bank balance, though. Yeah. No, that's true. Uh, so, yeah, their little, uh, you know, USP is going to be they're playing the summer and the spring, the spring and the summer. Yeah. So, opposite to... It's a growing season. <laughs> yes. And, so yeah. They finish it up when harvest due. You're going to say, yeah. <laughs> and so that brings us up to date with the life of Ricky Williams. I guarantee that this story is not over. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's got more. Um, but as you're going through that, now that he's gone uh, legit with all the pot business, it's getting made legal all over America. Yeah. He's probably pulling in more coin now. He, he for sure is. He's yeah. probably doing really, really well. Especially his uh, renowned OG of the cannabis yeah, movement. Yeah. Like, he'd have he's to got have runs that, on the board. Yeah, he'd have to have that stigma where, you know, is the coolest of the cool because it's Ricky Williams. Yeah. Um, I still wouldn't have him as going around trying to sell the shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, he needs a business partner. Let's, yeah, he yeah, needs needs someone to you know really just ration what he takes off the top yeah. and uh, go for the uh, Gildenstein or whatever his name is, not Master P. You know, yeah, st- st- yeah. stick with the the chosen people. But you know, at some stage it'll be because there's so much money in it now. I think they they've said it's worth billions of dollars in the US at the moment. So you know, at yeah. one stage it will go mainstream, and they'll have adverts on TV yeah. like uh, Old Mate did and it'll be yeah. Snoop Dogg or Ricky Williams up there going, yeah. yo, try my brand. I used to take prescription opioids. Yeah. In fact, I was a representative. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a way to get out of it, isn't it? I mean, there is actually, yeah. um, uh, it's a better alternative to the current. Yep. And there is legitimate research that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Um, supports all that. And to be honest, like I'd rather have some dickhead chat to me about flat earth theory than some meth head try and stab me. So, yeah. Well, yeah, every day of the week. It gets, it gets irritating, but, you know. All right, that's that's another use, loose unit for us. Um, it, it's good that we, I knew little pieces um, going around, yeah. and I'm I'm sure we've mentioned Ricky Williams like probably two or three years ago. Um, so it's good to see he's one of those loose units that's just still pumping out the content. Yep. yep. And will be for him. years to come, I'm sure. Um, all right, that'll do us for this week, but uh, next week I think we're going to start on our uh, 20... Uh, 19 AFL season preview. So the the lists have all been lodged. There's not much left to happen there. The uh, the fixtures out, and we can start to putting uh, our long range predictions. Yeah, um, where they're going to land. Also, Docker got injured. Uh, good news for Crows getting their number one draft pick yeah. too. <laughs> poor poor lad. You don't like to see that happen to anyone. No. Um, but uh, I think yeah, I've got to do our ladder predictors, and I think I've got the bottom three already sorted. Yep. I think yep. it's there. I just want to see where Josh thinks Port's going to finish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll do us for this week. All right. Peace. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.